0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I am the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling, which is my private practice. I'm a licensed therapist and published author, and I help people get to get free, spiritually, emotionally, mentally free through Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you that those who will join, those who will watch the replay. Open our ears, open our hearts, help us to hear and receive what you are saying to us. God, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for your healing process. And it is in the name of Jesus I pray, amen. So today, it's gonna be good, y'all. Today we're gonna talk about how to deal with false accusations against you. Now actually, everybody hang in there, hang in there. This is actually gonna be really, really good. I had no plans of actually uh, doing anything like this. When I studied the word of God, I studied for myself. Um, and then sometimes out of my own study, uh, God just begins to deal with me and I may write books about it or something like that, but I used to just, just do it in my own study. And when I tell you, um, just so many things begin to illuminate within me. And I begin to understand a little more about the root of accusations um, I had to share. I had to share, this is so profound to me. The revelation, it's not gonna be what you think. I promise you, it's not gonna be petty. It's not gonna be um, messy. It's not gonna be drama. It's gonna give you a spiritual perspective and how, uh, and I don't wanna get ahead of myself, how if you deal with uh, life on life's terms, if you deal with things appropriately, how God is gonna elevate you to the next step. And I'm gonna talk to you a little bit more about that, but it was so good. So it was so good, I got notes upon notes upon notes. And I had so much information I got a lot of information today, (laughs) but I still just kept studying even this morning, just reading it and just uh, studying for myself, getting in in the word of God. And what happened was I had so much information, I was like, I got to write this in a book. So I'm literally writing, I'm going to be putting this in a book. Um, I already had the book in the outline. I've started some brief outlines, but there's so much information. I believe that if you listen to this word that it's going to transform your life, it's going to help you to understand what the cost is of being a real true and tried Christian. And so I think it's so, so important. So when you do catch this, catch the live, make sure you share. It. And again, the book is I'm gonna be I'm writing the book. Well, not right now, right now, as we speak, because obviously I'm doing this, but um, the book is going to be amazing. Um, Like I said, this, so we're gonna talk about false accusations and how do you deal with that as a Christian and understanding that nothing really happens to you that God does not allow. And I know that's hard for us to think or even say, but some things happen that God is developing something in us. And, you know, we live in a different time. You know, I've said this, but we live in a different time where um, you know, the Bible says that people have a form of guidance, but they would n- deny the power. But we also live in a day in town, people want platforms, but they don't want process. Mm, I think I'm going to say that again. They want platforms, but they don't want process. We want an anointing, but we really don't want an anointing. We want to be seen. But when you really have a genuine anointing, there are things that you will have to go through on your journey because of who you are in Christ. I said on Facebook, you know, when I post, you know, let me just go ahead and say this. I just, you know, I just thought I'd say it. You know what I'm saying? If I post random nothings, if I post a selfie of my cute face, if I post a joke, and, or I post how much, you know, I, I never posted like how much money I make of finances and all that. Something, you know, really cute. You know, all kinds of likes. Oh my goodness. But let's post a real scripture. Anyway, so I said the four things the Lord spoke to me about the world. He said, one, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Two, if the world hates you, it's going to hate me first. It hated me first. Excuse me. So that's in the scripture. Three, God so loved the world that He gave his only begotten son. What does that mean? Even though the world hated him, he still died for them. Okay. And, po- and point number four, we are not of this world. And so there's something that you're going to have to go through. One, because you are anointed. Now you're going to go through some things together because everyone experiences the false accusations. When I say false accusations, by the way, I'm not talking about, I'm not a lawyer, okay? I'm not talking about law. I'm talking about people talking about. Uh, okay, so that's different. That if if you got a false crime being committed, my my sisters and brothers, you got to go to a lawyer. Okay, um, but but um, there's certain things that come alongside of being a tried and true Christian. It's really what I'm saying, and I want to talk to you about why this is important. Um, you're gonna experience uh, any time you become successful in life uh, in any way, when, you know, you have a platform and when people start seeing you, start seeing your success, even if you're more like me, you are only, you're, um, you, you are successful in your a, a spirit of practice, but you're not necessarily a worldwide success quite yet. <laughs> um, but anytime you experience some level of success, you're going to experience, uh, accusations, people throwing shade aside uh, at you and that's just going to happen. But, um, there's something about being a Christian that brings that, um, to fruition, that brings that to really to the forefront. I want to talk about this. So we're going to talk about one, why is this important? Why is this important? Um, so the flyer that I wrote, I actually, uh, changed the, the order by which I will speak. Um, I want to put, uh, the next one was supposed to be pathologies and psychologies of an accuser. It's going to, uh, I wanted to go next into how a Christian should respond. Then we're gonna go to the pathology and psychology of an accuser so the pathology is the method or the path by which accusers tend to follow the psychology is their thinking and uh, and uh, how to heal now this is important because if you look at revelations i believe it's chapter 10 it talks about how Satan is an accuser of the brethren and he goes before God accusing the brethren. There's one, um, there's one translation that says the family goes before the family accusing the family, accusing the brethren. So he accuses the brethren, who those who are in Christ who are Christians, he accuses the brethren before first off God, after he accuses the brethren before God, he accuses, um, he uses people to make accusations against you. Okay, so whenever someone's making accusations and you know it is false, it really have to do with what Satan did from the beginning. This is important because from the very, very, very beginning, Satan uh, started, and how he was able to deceive a third of the angels of heaven was because he was accusing God. Okay, and that's how he was able to deceive. Uh, When when he came to Earth, when Adam and Eve came to Earth, the way in which uh, Satan was able to deceive Adam and Eve. Okay. Was to accuse them. I mean, to accuse them, accuse God in front of them. So they had this underlying belief. Once they started having the conversation, they had this underlying belief that somehow God was holding back on them because he began to say, did God really say, Hmm. So they begin to question. So remember deception always comes through conversation. And we're going to talk about how you should deal with conversations. Okay. So the first point is simply this, an accusation. What is an accusation? We know what it is, but let's talk about it. We'll talk about what accusation is. We're going to talk about types of accusations. And then we're going to talk about why this is important. Because if you knew what God had in store for you, okay, after this, or after you've gone through certain things, you would shout now. (laughs) And I know that's cliche. So let's talk about this. So the accusation one is a charge. It is a claim that is made that you have done something wrong. It does not mean that you have done something wrong. It is a claim that you have done something wrong. It is a charge or an offense. It is an assassination against you in words, in actions, and in deeds. Hmm. It means to point the finger or bring a charge. You did this. It has nothing to do. Remember, I'm doing false accusations. We're not doing true ones, okay? False. You have done this. You have done this. Uh, it is to cause another to be suspicious of you and to question your integrity and your character, okay? So so when a, someone brings an accusation against against you, one, we're going to talk about the pathology of an accuser, but they don't come to you with it. You always got to ask yourself the question when somebody's bringing something to you. You be thinking, you ever, you ever hear somebody talking good, but something in your spirit say, wait a minute, this, this don't make sense. So it causes others to be suspicious of you, right? To question your integrity, to question your actings or your character. I didn't know she was like that. She seemed like such a nice person. (laughs) It's an accusation okay so they're talking about that's what uh, the types of accusations then what we're gonna do is we are going to talk about why this is important i promise you it is good when i say it's good i mean like it is if you knew why this is important for you as a christian it's gonna be good okay <laughs> make sure i'm i'm still here okay i'm still here i'm still good all right i'm still good all right so types of accusations oh so there we go okay we, we we good we in here we in here. we in it all right so false accusations one the different types of false accusations one is a false witness a false witness a false witness comes with false evidence okay remember joseph joseph's wife says he tried to rape me there was a piece of uh, i think a piece of his coat As he ran off, it listen to me when people bring accusations against you. When they bring I heard about such and such, and there is things are not always what they seem. Now, on the surface, the Pharaoh's wife had a Joseph's coat. So if it only looks at the surface, it looked like Joseph was guilty. Remember, things are not always. What they seem. Then there's defamation. Defamation is to damage your character, your reputation. To be uh, liable. Liable means to make false statements, damaging, damaging someone's reputation is a defamation of character. This is why I don't. I don't want to get ahead of myself. You have to get delivered from the opinions of other people. There are some people who will like you, and there's some people who don't. That don't. If you like Samaria, that's fine. If you don't Sumer- like Samaria, I really don't care. But when you are delivered from the opinions of other people, no one can threaten you with ruining your reputation because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Then there's groundless accusations. Groundless accusations are accusations that's not based upon any type of evidence. These are the people that say, I don't know, just something, something different about her. I don't, I don't know or they bring accusations to you and it's all hearsay. Okay. And again, we're gonna talk about why this is important. It's not gonna be what you think. It's not gonna be patty batty is it's, it's gonna be really, really good. And it really, really encourage your heart. Then there's allegations. So allegations are again, uh, uh, a, a, a accusation of wrongdoing without supported facts. You ever, say somebody, you ever hear somebody say, that well, such and such did this and such and such did that, but there's no supported facts and you start asking questions further and then it just don't add up. Well, why would such and such do that? Well, such and such is this and such is this. that don't make sense. Why would, so you saying such and such did this, but they was on Facebook. They weren't in the same room. Like, you see what I'm saying? It's not based upon facts. And then there's a, there's a straight up liar. Okay. And then remember all accusations, all false accusations are rooted in the spirit of deception. Okay, so it's a false witness based upon listen to this wicked imaginations, okay, and and it is birthed through the spirit of deception. So the fault, listen, a false accuser is never is never a reliable source. Let the church say amen. Never a reliable source. Um, I'm going to talk to you about this uh, in in, in uh, as we go along, but you always have to you cannot. You always got to question the integrity of the person who's bringing the accusation against you. You got to be a fruit inspector. And this is why one thing about me, I do not talk about other people behind their back. Now y'all have heard this before, so I'll go ahead and repeat it. You got to be careful when somebody is always talking about somebody behind their back because you know that you are next in line for, for, for that miracle. You understand what I'm saying? They're going to talk about you. They're going to talk about you. I, mean, I A few years ago I had someone who did this. This is cause you know, anyone knows me like it's the difference between seeking wise counsel. So I'm a licensed therapist. And so I help people to heal when they experience things. And most of the time, again, this is why therapists do not counsel people that they actually know. It's always outside people. Right? So, um, so, other than helping people heal in my career choice, outside of that, I don't talk about people. I really don't. I don't call people up, say, hey, you hear about such and such. And I'm not, I'm, I, I just don't do it. Because I recognize, once again, first off, things are not always what they seem. And then you got to be careful about somebody who was bringing you smess about somebody else. And it ain't got nothing to do with you. Most of the time, the person that's doing the most talking is doing the most lying okay we're gonna talk about this so you gotta use wisdom i have learned even in counseling i've had counseling sessions with 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 couples that i see or maybe people that i see and maybe they're coming for healing about you know about situations going on in their life and they're talking and it sound good and again i don't know these people outside of counseling and the holy ghost said no i ain't what that is uh uh-uh. uh, I've had times where the the wife comes because she says she's in a and a, a, well I can't tell people's business but she's in a situation with her husband and I'm listening I'm asking questions and it meets the criteria for some of the things that I'm assessing for and the Holy Ghost said no uh-uh. that it, it looked good I'm telling you that ain't it Samaria so it's really really important I don't want to get ahead of myself that you really have to ask God for discernment. You got to ask God for discernment. And this is one thing about me. It's not about me, but, but one thing about Samaria is this, my character and my integrity has always been consistent. You will never hear somebody say, Samaria lied on me. Samaria called, Samaria called. Cause let me tell you what people do. I, the point I was doing, I was saying, somebody called me a few years ago. Again, this, I say it's a few years ago. Cause people don't do this. They know I'll shut you down quick. Did you hear about such and such? And I was like, um, be talking with this person like i just said just like that i said it real nice i i promise you you gotta be a fruit inspector and you gotta be clear because we're talking about the Bible so we are going to pay an account for every idle word but we not only are we going to give an account because i want to talk to you about this as well what people do what they think well, i was just listening and never forget this i won't get ahead of myself. i never forget this someone came to me about something that someone said about me and i was like i don't really care because the person they always got something said about me so you know you know you you know you know people you're like Okay, whatever it ain't you know that ain't that serious whatever they always got something to say it don't stop me i don't really care because i truly don't care if you like me i think that's great i mean but if you don't i don't care like it don't it don't bother me at all as so i remember thinking i be like okay they did but in the back of my mind i was thinking but why do they feel comfortable talking to you about me i'm i mean, I mean talking to did i say that right talking to yeah, talking to you about me. That don't make sense. That don't, hmm. So Well, you know, I didn't think anything of it. So my pastor, thank God for my pastor, y'all. Oh my goodness. I mean, uh, Awesome, awesome. He just randomly the next day started teaching a message. And he started talking about how sometimes people, if you can sit and listen to false accusations about people, then you are just as guilty. And he broke down through scripture And I will, I'm going to quote this a little bit How silence is agreeing Silence is agreeing So you are agreeing to assassinate someone's character You are agreeing to the plots against this person Through false actions you are agreeing to that Okay, and what we think is We like to play And I'm going to talk about your past If it's not righteous And we think, oh, it wasn't me In a car, right With, Where your friends are out there Committing a crime Or, I don't know Robbing a bank or something like that When it comes time for people to get arrested you can't say well i was just in the car you were there and you are going to go and you can be incarcerated because you were an accessory to the crime you were there and so people assume well i wasn't listening and it wasn't me and i wasn't doing i was just listening i don't want to get involved but you were listening therefore you are an accessory to the crime and God takes it very, very, very seriously when accusations come against his children. So I'm going to talk to you about how it's always, it's, it's really applied against your purpose and your destiny. Okay, I'm going to talk to how people are not really jealous of your possession. They're, they're jealous of your position. Okay, they're jealous of that. And so as, as believers, we can't be sitting and listening to gossip. and t- I don't care if you don't know the person or not. That's not what we do because the Bible says we'll give an account for every idle word, but we will also give an account for, for the words that we intentionally come into agreement with in our ear, in our ear. And this is what I'll say. And this is, I don't care who don't like it. If you cannot defend my, my my character, while I am not there. You do not qualify to be a part of my life. Period. I don't care who don't like it. And people say, well, that's kind of carnal, right? No, I got scripture to back it up. Um, uh, when uh Aaron she did, when when Moses' sister Miriam and Aaron were talking about Moses. Moses was not in the room, right? Moses was not in the room. Here's what happened. Miriam started talking about Moses to Aaron. I I she was basically saying I hear from God too. And and Aaron was there. God got offended. And he said, wait a minute, that's my friend, Moses. He said all these other prophets. I talked to them through dreams and visions, but I talked to Moses face to face and he struck her down with lightning. I mean, not lightning, excuse me, with leprosy. Why? Because she was talking about the man. of God. you gotta be careful who you put your ear on. Gotta be careful who you put your ear on. Right. But I'm gonna talk to you how, how you deal with this as a Christian because you don't want to be going back and forth with people. That ain't who I am. And I heard you talk. Well, this ain't desperate Desperate Housewives of Atlanta. And I don't know about y'all, I'm too old for, for foolery. I'm too old. Like I'm young, but I'm old. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't really old, but I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't care. You don't got time for drama. And then some people you just got to disconnect from because they, they just don't respect the anointing that's on your life. Now, Samara, you ain't gotta like me. I really don't care, but I don't do disrespect. I do not do disrespect. You understand what I'm saying? And so what is it? That's how, why is this important? Why is this important? This is important because, listen, accusations and betrayals are the test of every spirit-led believer. Accusations and betrayals are the test of every spirit-led believer. If you do a biblical study, look at the pillars, people that you admire, David, Joseph, uh, even Daniel, uh, Jesus, they all had to deal with, Accusations when Jesus was walking the earth, he was so powerful that the people were saying, uh, begin to accuse of everything. He, they begin to say that he had gotten his, his power from demons. That was an accusation. Okay, so the enemy, remember, we said we're up according to Revelation 12:10, that Satan is an accuser of the brother, but he accused the brother before God. So his main strategy is accusations. And if you get like, oh my God, I don't understand, people don't like me, and you get all upset, and then you get right throwing the towel because people don't like you, and you did doing all these Facebook posts, and let me just explain myself because I got some haters, all that, you don't qualify. To the next level because of you right here right and you dealing with low level demons on here god can't take you around the world because you can't deal with them them regular them demons you can't deal people down here so it is the, the it is the it is the Test and remember when we're tested, God prepares us for whatever He calls for us, what He's called us to do. He prepares us what I call pre, like while you're in the preparation stage, while you're hidden in plain sight, He prepares you. And then He prepares you out in the open. And then He then He then He so everything that you do when God finally manifests your promise and your and what God has for you, you should have been prepared behind the scenes. Okay? It is also the test that should or or if you pass qualifies you for a real anointing. See, a lot of people follow people that are charismatic. They got, ha- they got nice personalities. I never, like, I always, I say, Lord, like, I like I will see people and they they do like, they have these really outgoing personalities and I will see how people are attracted to them. But I kept saying so-and-so is talking good, but they ain't got no business. So-and-so is talking good, but they ain't got no ministry. Why are people flocking to them? He said, because most people are not a food inspector. They are, they get deceived based upon what they see. You understand what I'm saying? So if, and so so the point, what qualifies you is not your personality. What qualifies you, you know, I have lots of degrees. It's not your degree. What qualifies you is the process that God takes you through. And should, if, which is conditional, if, if, if you, you pass the test, it qualifies you and positions you for a real anointing, not a fake one. Okay, a greater positioning and your next level of God. So we always say, it's a new season. It's an and uh, my next anointing, we shout over that. Well, you don't, you don't get to the next anointing because you shout, thank you, Jesus. My next anointing holiday, well, that's good. You, you not, okay. Shout is not gonna get you to passing the test will. Remember, okay, uh, also uh, scripture reference, everything I say, I got scripture for, okay? First Corinthians 16 and nine, for a great, this is what Apostle Paul said. For a great, uh, door and effectual doors is open to me. And there are many adversaries for a great. So God opened a door for me. Hallelujah. He's opening up doors and we open up doors, but the Bible says with the doors come adversaries Now that ain't me. That's that ain't Samaria. That's the Bible. That's the Bible. So there comes a time. If you are not prepared. And for, who are adversaries? People that don't like you. People that are coming against you because you're anointed, because of your position. These are adversaries. Remember, this is important because, and I know I'm saying this multiple times, but Revelation 12, 10, Satan is an accuser of the brethren. So when someone is bringing you accusations against somebody, another you know, sister and brother in Christ, in don't care okay, if they know them or not. Remember, Satan is an accuser of the brother. And what Satan wants to do is to divide. So he devised through accusations. You know what I'm saying? People cry alligators. She did so wrong. I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did. Lying through their teeth. Crying whole alligator tears. Lying. But you got to pass the test and handle yourself with integrity. Because and handle yourself with God the character don't go I can't I don't I don't understand that this this world I'm I'm a Christian but I'd not get for you buck I'm a Christian but I ain't even saved well No, I'm gonna go out and fight you you know that's not gonna accomplish anything it's only gonna make if you take matters into your own hands it's only gonna make it worse so I'm telling you God sees everything God sees everything Satan has powerful weapons but God's weapons are more powerful So Satan's most, one of his most powerful weapons that he has done it over and over and over again. He did it from the beginning. He did it before uh, heaven was, um, excuse me, the earth was even created when he was in heaven with uh, as an archangel Uh, from the beginning, from the beginning, from generate, from Genesis. And if you go all the way through the whole Bible to Revelations, his most powerful weapon was the weapon of accusation, was the weapon of accusation listen god is never the author of confusion never he is never now sometimes you may be uncertain because god didn't tell you the end from the beginning but when someone yeah he'd be somebody and they just had this anxious uh a chaotic personality Yeah, me some let me i'm just gonna tell us this, this is the truth y'all i remember i was working with somebody years ago and you know as a therapist we all, most of the time before i learned discernment now i only know what people tell me okay so i had someone i was working with and every time we met, it was always something. Oh, I got into a fight with someone else. Some people, black people don't, you know, and such and such, I mean, this is a black person, such and such and that and, and every, I would try to, I would be trying to encourage them. Well, you know, don't worry what people think about you. It's okay. Uh, And just give them encouraging words. Like, you know, um, you know, just encouraging words basically. And then I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was like, wait a minute. Such and such has a problem with everybody, and they are the common denominator in all these situations. Something ain't right. I know of somebody else personally. True story. Again, I'm not petty. I'm not. I'm, I'm. 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 dealing with stuff from a Christian perspective, from a spirit-led Christian. Okay, so I'm not gonna tell you people's names. I know of somebody, and they all. If you sit down and talk to them, on the surface they look decent. You sit down and talk to them. They they don't talk about the goodness of God. They don't talk about uh, what they projects they're working on. It was always something that somebody did to them. Always, so it was like you know, so, And it was I mean it was random people. I, I got into a conflict with this person. Had an issue with this person. Oh, it's this person. Oh, and I started noticing that. Wait a minute. This person is always trying again. Before I had revelation now, because I cut people off. I don't I don't do I don't I don't deal with the with the, with the talk about other people. Then I realized, wait a minute, this person always has something to say about somebody else. They always gossiping. And I know that they never take responsibility for nothing that they do. I know, I I mean, I had some things happen in my life, but I ain't never been like that. You just got that bad of a life? Telling you. (laughs) Listen, why is this important? Let's keep going. Why is this important? Because listen to me. Everybody is interviewing to be a part of your life and your next level. How they handle you when no one is looking, either qualifies them or disqualifies them from being a part of your life and your next. Now I know that sounds kind of shaky, but why, it, I always look uh, liken your your purpose and your destiny like this. So okay, how can I explain? Okay, so let me give you an example. When I was years ago, years 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 over you know years ago. Um, when I was a college student, I was a college student in Greensboro, but I lived in Maryland, right? So I would have to get on the Greyhound bus sometimes to, to, to go on my, uh, my breaks, my holiday breaks. Well, if anyone knows about the Greyhound, was it? The train, actually. I don't know if that's Greyhound or something. Y'all know what, I mean. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. So what happened is I get on the, the train in Greensboro, but everybody, depending on where they were going, would get off at a stop differently. Like I'll be going to Maryland, but the train was actually going all the way up to New York. Right? So I'll be on the train for a little while and we would stop in Virginia. People that were Virginia residents that were going there, they would get off at Virginia. And then we would keep going. And so every stop someone would get on and somebody would get off. Now, when I got to the DC area, cause we would stop off at DC, even I lived in Maryland, I would get off at that stop and have my family picked up. But the train didn't stop it was going to New York. Now I'm I'm making a point here in life. It's not that, you know, haters and people don't, I can't get along with people. That's not, that's not what it is in life you are going someplace and there's some people who are just not going in the same direction that you're going you may be going east they're going west it does not mean west is better than east it means that you're not supposed to be you are going in different directions okay they're going north and you're going south so the people who start off with you the people that start off like my friends that I would travel with if they came with me I had a friend who a friend who was in Virginia right who lived in Virginia so she would get off at the stop where her home was, and so if we make this, this big issue that some people can't come with us. But the truth of the matter is, they have to get off at the stop. Now the stops are not always. Sometimes they get distracted, and you stay on the bus. Sometimes where they're going, you're not going. Sometimes their character proves that they are not for you, right? So when it, when someone is, is 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 this is this is what my pastor taught me taught us. And I truly believe that when someone is truly for you, they don't like, if if you're truly for me, like, I don't play no games. It's, first off, no one knows not to bring no foolish shit with me. But the first thing I'll say is, oh, Jane Doe did, oh no, wait a minute. That don't sound like her. That don't sound like her character. Let's go call her up. We gonna call her up. Come on, let's call her up on a, on a two-way so we can get this thing straight. I'm not gonna sit there and listen to messes about Jane Doe as my friend. I don't care who you, I don't care if she was right. I'm not going to sit there and listen to mess about her. I'm pull her to the side. If, I, if it's right, I know, it, and I know that's my friend. She she kind of ratchet. I'm not going to talk to that person in front of that. I'm not going to talk nasty about her to anybody. I pull her to the side. When it's time, now, sis, this is your girl to marry you. you. know what this is. You see what I'm saying? Like, come on now. I'm going to pull you to the carpet and I'm going to tell you the truth in love. But never will I go. You see what I'm saying? So, again, people who, in my opinion, people who have disqualified themselves Behind my back, they talking all this mess. And they wanna be in my face, smiling. Praise the Lord, how you doing? Thank you. Bye-bye. Because you got to understand something. If you need, like when you're growing a business or you're growing a ministry, you need people there who can trust you. You need people there who, whose character can be trusted. And their integrity can be trusted. They can be honest. And if you got, they got people who don't like you, they hate you in your ear and they talking to the person, why would you have that person on your staff? why would you have that person in your ministry why would you have that person in your business like you see what i'm saying don't they just because because what happens is gossip and rumors it poisons you concerning a person you see what i'm saying so don't that's why so anyway because the bible says this is why it's important (laughs) because the bible says we are not ignorant of satan's devices what is the device his methods his schemes his strategies And so if you know how Satan is coming, like I said, you know, this is coming. You won't sit there and getting ready throwing the towel and have all kinds of conniptions. Oh, God, people are turning away from me. And you're not on Facebook trying to defend yourself and all this kind of stuff and throwing shots. And, you know, (laughs) you know, the YouTubers do, you know, somebody come against them. They're going back and forth. All you're doing is giving your haters and people more clout. Oh, let them think, listen, let them, I don't listen, let them think, let them think negative about all you're doing is giving them more ammunition. You just like helping them. Why would you, why would you help the accuser out? Okay. And we're going to talk about the pathology, the psychology of an accuser. There's always a spiritual realm behind that. Okay. Remember, I said I said this before, but the scripture of reference I said was Jesus was falsely accused. The scripture of reference was Matthew twelve twenty-two through twenty-four. Remember, Matthew twelve twenty-two through twenty-four. You can read it on your own time. He was accused of getting his powers from demons. So, if Jesus was accused, this is why we have a Father who's advocate in heaven, who, who advocates for us. Because anything that you can that happens to you, He can say it happens to me too. We can go to a Father who understands what we experience. He's not just uh, like a statue, and uh, you know how you know. And, and we pray to Him, and He's like Dad. He's alive, and He understands because He's been there. So, if Jesus was accused of of being a demon and getting his power from demons, and the world hated Him. Why should we be mad at haters? Jesus had a Judas. They called him the, the, uh, 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 someone getting his power from demons. Why do we think if we have a true alliance to him, that the same thing won't happen to us? Like literally I was praying to God and I was like, God, this really hurts because I didn't do nothing wrong. This person, all these things say, but he said, he, he literally say, I heard him say, they did the same thing to me. And they said, because you belong to me, they're going to do the same thing to you. The wonderful thing is they can't stop you though. If you got your platforms and your positions based upon people liking you, people change their mind. But if God gave you a platform and if God gave you a business and then God gave you a ministry, all they can do is talk, but they can't stop you. Anyway, Satan has an agenda and he wants you to stop you from fulfilling your assignment. He wants to stop you from fulfilling your assignment, okay? He wants to observe you from your position of authority. That means to push you out. That's why he started with accusations in heaven against God. So when people got accusations against us, they did the same thing to God. He wanted to overthrow the kingdom of God and put himself in position. That's another reason why you got accusations against you. Okay? Remember, this is the key that the fight is not against flesh and blood now. Oh, let me give you a scripture. before I explain <laughs> Ephesians 6, 12, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against enemies, against evil rulers, against authorities of, of the unseen world, against mighty powers in dark, in the dark world, against evil sp- spirits in the heavenly realm again that's ephesians 6 i read it from the new living translation but i love any translation that says this i love the message i love the king james version so here's the thing when i say that the the fight is not against flesh and blood it really is not it's really something god is allowing and i want to talk to you about that in a minute something god is allowing to develop you right but i'm not one of these people that pacifies well she's just such and such and is just being led by satan because they have a spirit uh I, I, I'm not telling you to say that what I am or think that what I am th- telling you is that sometimes we look at the person and we think, gosh, how can you, how could you say that about me? How could you allow, like, my whole thing is like, you know, I, Samaria is who she says she is. Like if I, if I'm a, li- and I have receipts by, by the way, now, when I say I have receipts, like I got, <laughs> I got a whole degree. Like you, if I say I'm a therapist, my, my license is public record. Yeah, I have a resume. They got my, my transcripts from Howard University where I graduated. I'm not telling you to brag. I'm just telling you that for me, who I am as a person has been consistent. Now, what I have done is I have grown as a person so that I'm not a lot more um, confident, but I am who I say that I am. If I say I'm an author, I am an author. So my whole thing was how can you sit there and believe negative things about me when I have never given you a reason to question who I am, right? Uh, I've never given, you know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm perfect, I don't cross every I and dot every T, but I've never been the type of person, I've always been like, I've tried my best to always be a person of integrity and godly character. I have tried cause I've got saved. When I was uh, eight years old. I don't, I don't, I don't always make it. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I've always tried my best. And so if you've known me for any amount of time, you just know, even if you don't know me personally, you just know she's consistent. And if you want to know more about me, my receipts, it's like, I can't do the work that I do as a therapist and work on people who've been abused and molested and people who are broken and have low self confidence and all these things that have dysfunctional families. I can't do what I do and write as many books as I've written and, and be like this completely evil person outside of that. Like that doesn't make sense. Like you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things I can do with my time other than doing this. So God had to tell me. And what I realized is that it's not about you. It's not about what you've accomplished. Again, taking that, taking that, you know, uh, you know, spirit. I don't know what you call it spirit of pride. Taking you off the the total pole, so to speak, and realize it's not about you. It is about one what's going on inside that person and God, and I, no matter what, listen, I got a, I got, I got something for you. I got an anointing for you. I got greater for you and I got to prepare you for where I'm taking you. So don't take it to the offense like that because I know who you are. Listen, I was literally, I was having conversations. with them. I'm like, oh, I didn't do that. I never, how, why would you believe that? I didn't, I, you would, I never, what? Just random stuff I would never think of. Like I would never think of to, to do or say. They're like, "Oh yeah, well, shut." I said this, and I was like, "What?" I, and God said, "Shut up, Samaria." He, he literally said, "Shut up, shut up. Stop trying to explain yourself. I know who you are. I know who you are, Samaria. I know." And I'm and I'm saying it to someone else when you know that you haven't done anything to anybody, and they have an accusation against you shut up. God is setting you up for something. He's setting you up for something. And at the end of the day, God knows who you are. I'm the type of person. If I didn't, if I did something to you, I will admit it. If I did it, I will admit it. Cause I gotta get free. I gotta stand for Jesus, but I'm not going to keep because there's a, it, we're gonna talk about this, this issue of manipulation where you keep, you don't want to come into the agreement with what the enemy has to say about you but it's not about you. And remember, I think some of the things we go through in life, if you knew that God was, if you knew what God had for you on the other end, if you knew what God had with you on the other end, if you knew what God had for you, if you knew that this thing that you go through and cause you will have a, a job season, you will have a job season. So job season, feel like just the floor has come from under you, everything you do, you will have a job season. And God is only, uh, I know it's hard. God, why would you allow this to happen to me? I paid my time to go to church. I'm a good person. Y'all, we bottle of body. I'm quiet. I'm just uh, uh, uh. But if you knew what God had for you, and you knew that, listen, see, we got enough charismatic people. We know now, that t- we got enough people that got all kinds of opinions. Half of them don't read the Bible. I said half of them, most of them do not read the Bible. Um, <laughs> All kinds of opinions. Um, we got enough people who are charismatic. We, 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 we need people who have a genuine anointing. And sometimes God has to lead us to painful places. One thing God, I said, God, why would you allow me to go through this? And he reminded me of how when, his, when Jesus' first um, ministry was starting, he was led into the wilderness. Listen, Jesus was led into the wilderness. It says by the scripture, by the Holy Spirit. To be tempted of the devil, so we think God is going to lead us into places to be um, to to be blessed, and He is, He is. But when your heart is to God, you're going to advance God's kingdom. When God is getting ready to set you up for something, He has to. If He had to, if the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, God will do like He did Job uh, and to say when 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 Satan came before uh, God. Again, uh, and 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 when Satan came for God, God said, "Have you considered my servant Job? He had full faith and trust that Job, regardless of what he went through, was not going to forsake him. Have you considered my servant Job? That's a powerful. That's a powerful thing. Okay, God had full confidence in Job." And all kinds of accusations. The first accusation, he says, No, all you if you stri- if you strike down this body, he's not gonna serve you. If you strike down this, he's not gonna serve. You. He's only serving you because you put a hedge of protection around him. If you only knew, Jesus, what God was getting ready to do in your life, you will rejoice even in the painful places. This is why it's important. This is important because how you react to false accusations means something to God. Remember that's not scripture I forgot to mention. Let me go back y'all. Um, so Alicia, Alicia was able to hear, listen, what the King said in his bed chambers. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This is, this is a wisdom point. God hears what people say about you in their bed chambers. And if he will release that information to Elijah, he will release that information to you. It's not about being, cra- you know, crazy and hearing voices and and uh, and anxious. I heard in my spirit that you were talking with God because God will give you a strategy. He will meet you in secret places. You'll have supernatural visitations of God. He'll tell you what to do, but you got to learn the art of shut up. I'm going to talk about how you should respond in a minute, but you got to learn the art of shut up. Okay? But God has some great things. But it just, it's just a, it's a part of the the test. And the reason why this is important is because how you react means something to God. If you react with integrity, God positions you. So you're not so you can have a promise over your life all day long. You can. It doesn't mean you're going to fulfill it. But how you react positions you for the promise. If you want to know someone who dealt with dealt with a, a spiritual uh, uh, accuser was David. David always responded honorably to King Saul. Even when he, when he, Saul was trying to assassinate him, it positioned him with God. God was able to, this is a man after my own heart because of how he responded. So I'm going to tell you this, that when you experience accusations against you, it does not give you a license to respond in an unchristian way. Well, I'm a Christian. I'm a nucky if you buck, and we can take this outside. where you. you ain't gotta do that. <laughs> and I know it's hard, y'all, because as I said, I think one of my lives, like I'm the type of person where people think, oh, she's so nice. She reads her little Bible, her scriptures. Like, y'all, listen, listen, this uh, you know, I had to really pray. <laughs> Cause because people will play you like people will play you like you got a big old sign that say stupid written right across their face. sitting there lying and just, oh, Samaria, you just, and you know, goodness. But the point I make with all that is that God has greater and the painful thing is accusations. All right. Now I'm at 45 minutes. I got a lot more to say. So I'm going to close out this one (laughs) and I'm going to come back in about 10 more minutes. And I'm going to go to part two because I just want to do that. I'm going to go to part two. Part two, we will talk about. How should you respond to false accusers? Then we're gonna go to. And I'm not sure if I'm gonna do this today or if I'll just keep going or if I'll stop and do it next week. Uh, we're gonna talk about the psychology and the pathology of an accuser, and then we'll talk about how you can heal. But the next point we're gonna talk about is how should you respond to false accusers? And then my favorite one is the psychology and pathology. We gonna get, we gonna get there, okay? Um, so I'm close one out. <laughs> Remember, for those who will watch this, I am Dr. Samaria and Colbert. My website is www.samariacolbert.com. Uh, my business website is www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. Okay, so I'm going to close this out because we have 46 minutes. And I'm going to give it about 10 minutes. And then I'm going to come back with part two. Okay. All right. Thank y'all. Let's get it going.